welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Menares, and I'm passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. This week on the We Podcast, my guest is Kim Adams. Kim is a Colorado transplant by way of Arizona, California, Florida, and originally Michigan. She is wife of three years to Jake and mom of two years to Warren. Kim is the owner and founder of Northern Colorado Moms Blog, a parenting resources website that welcomes moms of every age, stage, type, and parenting style to find community and connection. The aim is to provide content that is resourceful for our area, validating in our experiences, and providing of support for one another through every season of motherhood. During our conversation, Kim shares with us her story and some of the struggles she has faced as a woman and a mom, and how she's worked through those hard times and now is working to help other mamas grow, get connected, and come out the other side as well. She has recently started the blog, which is set to launch in two days, which is so exciting. So connect with her here and then head over after the show and check out the blog space for giveaways and wonderful content dropping daily. Here we go. Here is my interview with Kim. podcast, Kim Adams. I'm so excited to have you. I feel like I can't wait to get to know you better. <laughs> I know. That's like the crazy thing. Well, I'm so excited that you asked me. I know we just kind of chatted about this for a minute, but yeah. um, that's kind of the funny thing is we've brought this team together and like, I feel like I know all you gals, but we really don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. It's so true. I know. I was thinking before, I'm like, ooh, I get to know more about her, like the realness. (laughs) I know. And it's so funny. I am not, I am not great in big groups of people. I much prefer kind of smaller one-on-one settings, which kind of seems so opposite of like what I'm trying to build, which is large community, right? Which I can totally do large community, but as far as being able to feel like my most comfortable self and feel like I can really get to know somebody else. I like crave that smaller, more mm. kind of individualized interaction. Yeah. In order for me to just have the concentration and focus to be able to get to know somebody. Yeah, totally. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, it's funny cause we're in these like businesses where we are creating community and meeting tons of women, but I would definitely classify myself as an introvert. I don't know if you would, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I read, um, I read a blog post actually from another site um, where it talked about um, being an ambivert, which is kind of that, that mix in between like you're introverted, but you still crave social interaction. 
And yeah. I actually always thought I was extroverted, but I've kind of found as I've gotten older and became a mom and all these things that I, I like need some, <laughs> I need some quiet time. I need some me time and I need some space away from, from big crowds of people. So it's interesting how you can kind of transition. That is so true. Different classifications, like as you grow. Yeah, that's really true. It's a great point because I don't know that I would have said I was an introvert before children either. Yeah. Yeah. I was like in a sorority in college and it was one of the largest on campus. And Uh I worked, you know, I lived in LA and I worked for a luxury retailer and I just was like, you know, Miss Sales Girl. So I was all about being out and talking to people about anything and everything. And now I'm a mom and around a two-year-old all the time. That's so high energy. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, <laughs> I, need, I need a quiet moment. Totally. Totally. It sucks you dry for sure. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I wish I could like tap into some of his energy sometimes, but then other times I'm like, wow, go play with dad. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. I know it's, oh man, some days I'm so glad when my husband gets home, but I have, my guy's sick, so it's getting a little bit better. He can entertain himself to some extent now, but those days are rough. I think two, three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heavy duty. It's so funny. And it's, it's, you know, they've, always like classified or I don't know who they is but the world has always classified terrible twos and I'm like throw that out the window two is easy we're moving into like closer to three yeah and now I know that it's gonna get really crazy and that's I think why the term three-nager is like coming around totally (laughs) a little bit more out there in the world is crazy time but yeah, we're, we're starting to experience that a little bit. Yeah. Plus my little guy is, we I actually took him to his doctor's appointment the other day and he's always been like 99th percentile for height. And this last visit, he's now officially like, if this is the line, he is way off the chart. Mm. For his height. So everybody thinks that he's older than he is. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> yep. I have that with my guy too. He's super tall yeah. and he had a pacifier when he was younger and I would get dirty looks all the time from people, okay. like thinking he was way older and oh, still yeah. having a pacifier. Yeah, yeah, whenever we walk into Target, I don't know why it's Target, but he, like, I'll get him out of his car seat and he, he'll go, Mama, snuggle. And so he'll, like, be laying on me, but he's more than half my body size. <laughs> and he's got a passy in his mouth. And I'm yeah. sure that people are looking at me like, wow, you got there's either something wrong with that kiddo or <laughs> mom, you gotta, you gotta get him off the passy and have him like be a big boy. I'm like, he's two. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's interesting how we can easily judge each other. Oh, if yeah. it makes you feel any better, Logan had his for a really long time. <laughs> <So> <laughs> with my I, daughter, I was like, she's off it by two. I was so like cut and dry and black and white. And yeah. with him, I'm like, oh, He'll stop it when he's ready. <laughs> totally opposite. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'd rather ha- have him have it than me have to listen to him whine and, and yeah, cry. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, actually, the dentist is the one that finally got Logan to give it up because he was like, "Dude, you need to. Your your teeth are gonna be messed up." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> It worked out. It was fine. It was great. Just take him to the dentist. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. 
So I'm very excited for this. So let's tell the listeners kind of how we met and got connected. I think it's pretty amazing. And I'm super excited for all that's to come uh, in the future with our relationship and and the the adventure that we're embarking on together. But you are the creator of all of this awesomeness. So I would love for you to tell everyone kind of what's going on there. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I'm the creator of it. I'm definitely the vehicle for it for Northern Colorado. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess just kind of start and tell you what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, So I, um, I am the owner and founder of Northern Colorado Moms Blog which is a part of the larger City Moms Blog Network. So that's something that um, some people here know and some people don't. A lot of people who have moved from other cities to Northern Colorado that might have had a site where they came from are familiar with the platform. But for, I think, a large majority of of moms in our area, this is just kind of like this cool thing that's popped up. And, And really, like I said, I'm just the vehicle bringing it here because I had experience another network site where I was living when I had my son and it was such a great resource. I honestly had no idea how big it was because I was in the Phoenix area. So I thought it was just kind of an Arizona thing Mm because there were sites all over Phoenix. And when I moved here, I had a girlfriend who was a contributor, which you are, for um, the, the site where I was living. And she asked me, do you have city moms where you are? And I said, well, what are you talking about? (laughs) And uh, she's like, well, it's like part of like this big thing across the country. So I came back and I looked for it and we had a Denver site and a Colorado Springs site, but nothing up here in Northern Colorado. And Mm -hmm. yeah, one thing that I had noticed was in all of the moms groups and, and all the stuff that I was in on Facebook, everybody was kind of asking all the same questions and craving the same kind of Mm -hmm. community and connection that I was looking for as well being somebody who was new here with a super young kiddo who's not in school or doing any of those activities that just kind of naturally connect moms to each other Mm -hmm. um, because you're around other people and yeah it just kind of seemed like that answer to to what I was looking for but certainly what I I looked out and saw a lot of other people looking for as well so Yeah, it's, I'm, I am very incredibly just trying to figure out how to say this. I'm so excited about the response that we've had. I didn't Mm -hmm. expect it. I thought it would be like this cool thing that would have a slow growth, but we've just kind of exploded and we haven't even put out any content yet. So I really hope we don't let anybody down. No, (laughs) I don't think we will. Our team, like, I'm just like, every time we get together or we're all chatting with each other, the the group of gals that we had show up for our contributor call, all, all of them, and especially the, the 31 of you that um, we have on the founding team are just so impressive. We're so diverse and such a dynamic group of women. There's mm-hmm. nobody who's like, it, it's just all the different stories that come together are so good and representative of all different types of motherhood. And so it's a really exciting thing to, to get launched here. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm so honored to be a part of it. I think I jumped up and down a little bit when I got my email oh, from you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest part for me. I'll be yeah. honest. Like 
because I was so just humbled by the response that we got. And mm -hmm. I am not a person that ever likes to say no or let anybody down mm -hmm. at, at all. But I mean, we can't have 105 people contributing to the right. blog. Nobody would ever get published. Like, you know, like that's just, it's too many. It's too many mm -hmm. to, to handle. So the thought as our number of applications grew of like, oh no, now I have to tell people, no, I considered like shutting the, the open call down so that I didn't have to do that. But mm -hmm. um, I was, I was really glad that I got a lot of really good response from people, both who got onto our founding team and then others who um, we had to just say, you know, not right now, but please next time, because everybody who applied was just so so incredible like we we have some pretty freaking awesome moms up here in northern yes. Colorado like it's not even funny so yeah that's so awesome yeah we, we really truly do yeah so good and so I love that we share a passion and a heart for bringing moms and women together because I totally agree with you I think you said that you you saw that moms were all kind of craving the same thing yeah and I often tell my story about how I wanted to move from the one-on-one -on -one therapy to more of group and community for that reason, because I think women in general, we a lot of times face the same hardships and we need each other. We totally, totally need each other. Oh, so definitely. that's yeah. kind of where it started for me too, is I had a really, really rough time during my pregnancy and then for about a year after I had my son, I completely lost myself. And I went through, like, it was definitely postpartum depression, like when mm -hmm. I look back on it now. And I, I just let myself be buried by it. I didn't ask for help. I'm not naturally someone who's good at asking for help anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and then just being a woman, I don't think any of us are particularly good at that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just, I let myself become completely buried and it took, it took almost two years for me to really be able to dig out from underneath that. And when I, when I saw other, just, just the hints of things that I went through and what other women were saying, I, it, it hurt my heart because I never want anybody to like get buried as deeply as I was. And it just took a couple people saying, oh, girl, I've been there. Like, oh, the mm -hmm. same thing was for me, for me to realize that I was not alone in this. And I felt so alone yeah. in my little hole, you know, mm -hmm. that I had dug myself a lot of it. And so I, I went on a personal development journey. I went to conferences. I read books. And I just, like, chipped away and climbed up, you know, out mm -hmm. of that hole a little bit at a time. And I'm still working on it. I'm certainly not fully out. There's, there's definitely pieces that I'm still trying to put back together and really find the purpose and the passion and all of that and make it a very clear picture of what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But the word connector and connected, like that word kept resonating so strongly while I was on this personal development journey and going to these conferences and doing these meditations on that particular, you know, what's a word that describes you and that kept coming up for me and I was like that's so weird because I don't feel like I'm a like a person who brings other people together <laughs> um mm. but yeah it just kept coming up over and over and this opportunity came up 
you know, around a similar time that I had a really strong vision of that word <laughs> come up in my mind at a conference and mm. I just jumped on it. So that's so I, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how sometimes we get prepared for something we don't even know quite yet what it is <laughs> we're getting yeah. prepared for. <laughs> I think I'm still preparing for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am, but I'm I'm a big believer that if you are surrounded by people who are smarter than you and have as much or more passion, like you cannot fail. Mm. You can't. You might have setbacks. You might have things that are difficult and challenging along the way, but you cannot fail if you have like a goal in mind and hugely passionate people around you that are that are working towards the same thing. Mm -hmm. so, I love that. Yeah, That's so awesome. I couldn't agree more. So. I want to go back a little bit because I want to hear a little more about your story and sure. you were talking a little bit about postpartum and having a hard time with your son. And I know for sure I had some postpartum after both of my kids. It's something we don't talk about mm -mm. very often. No, mm -mm, definitely not. And so I, I want to know more. So do you want to go back a little bit more and then yeah. <laughs> kind of tell us where you're from, kind of your backstory <laughs> a little bit? Start at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'll kind of give the short version. I'm originally from Michigan. I grew up there my whole life. My parents still live in the house that we moved into when I was four and I'm going to be 30 in a couple of weeks. So it tells you about how long they've been there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they've been there. I, uh, I wanted to go out of state for college uh, when I turned 18, but my parents wouldn't let me. So I went to an in-state school and I actually got a really cool opportunity um, during my first semester to go down and work for Disney on the Disney college program. So I did that. I was only supposed to be there six months and I stayed a year and a half because it's Disney and why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> um, but honestly, that was kind of the first time that I realized I could, I could make things happen that I wanted to have in my life. Um, if I just focused on the goal. So after that, I haven't lived in Michigan since that. And that was over 10 years ago now. So moved to Michigan or sorry, moved to Florida to work for Disney, then went to Arizona for college. And then I actually, I lied. I moved briefly back to Michigan for a job for less than a year before heading out to LA where I met my husband. And then we moved from LA back to Arizona when, after we got engaged, because when you talk about getting married, it's also talking about buying a house. And that was not going to happen in Los Angeles because mm. that's expensive. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, we, we moved back to Arizona and we bought a house and we got married, but we got married a few months before our wedding actually was. And luck would have it in that time between getting married and having our wedding, we got pregnant and that was totally unexpected. It was yeah. <laughs> I, I have a hard time with this part of my story because I, I not only suffer from mom guilt now, but I've suffered from like life guilt forever. So when I got pregnant, I was in the midst of planning my wedding. I had already bought my wedding dress. And this is kind of really where the depression, I guess, started because I did not 
see myself as a six month pregnant bride, <laughs> you know, like mm. it's the day you dream about. And that was not the vision that I had in my mind. Um, but obviously I was pregnant. So that was that. And I just, along that journey, there was lots of other things that started not meeting my expectations for my life, which, you know, we plan God laughs. That's what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, I, I started to get very disconnected from myself, from my husband and from my pregnancy at that point. Um, and in the middle of feeling all those things, I also had a lot of really close girlfriends who were struggling to get pregnant and were having like, you know, we're having these conversations about how difficult it was. And there was a ton of us that were all pregnant in this group and how every time somebody else announced it was so heartbreaking for them to, mm. to hear. And here I was pregnant and I didn't, I, I felt like I was, it was this not burden, but it just like was not part of my plan. I wasn't excited about it. Mm -hmm. And how could I not be excited about this gift that these other women couldn't have? So it was right. like, it was this big circle. Mm, yeah. Not feeling great about it and then feel, feeling guilty on top of that. Um, so I feel like that's kind of really where digging that hole started that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. But then I, when I had my son, I mean, you kind of have that rush, or at least I did, of just all that love. And, you know, I was, I was really excited and happy to be a mom. And he was so precious and perfect. And, you know, I was so in love with him. But my life was completely, you know, consumed by this newborn. So I had already kind of been on this journey of losing myself. And then I was having to do this thing this new job that's the most important thing in the world being this little baby's mom and I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know how to do it I was still fighting off feelings of dep depression so I just kind of went into all right this kid needs me like I gotta feed him I gotta keep him alive and I just focused all of my energy on him which made everything else kind of fall even further away mm -hmm. um, so yeah that's that took a long time to resolve because <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it went on for over a year before I recognized how much of a shell I had become in my yeah. life. Like I wasn't, I wasn't hanging out with girlfriends. I wasn't, you know, answering text messages or returning calls. I was super distant from my husband. Still challenges that him and I are working through as I find myself again and find mm -hmm. purpose again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was tough because I've always been good at things. <laughs> I've always been able to like, you know, go and make these moves and, and just do it all on my own. And here I found myself just feeling like I was failing a lot, mm, but yeah, yeah. That's so, hard. It, yeah. It sounds really down now. I don't mean to bring it down. <laughs> no, it's but okay. It's yeah, but it is. I, this is the thing though. I think people need to hear the hard because yeah. I think we all feel the hard. It's just that we don't talk about it. And it is so isolating. Like you said before, we think we're the only one yeah. feeling that way. I remember in college, I had Aubrey and I was a single mom and yeah. being like, I remember feeling like, what would happen if I just kept driving? Like on my way to go and pick her up, 
what would happen if I just like left and then never came back? Mm. And I, that's, gosh, that was terrible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, and then right. I would beat myself up and be like, oh my gosh, you are the worst horrible mother ever. How could you even think like that? So I think we're really good at devaluing our feelings and beating ourselves up. And it just makes the spiral even worse. It does. And you brought up a really good point that when all of that's happening, that's like the enemy's sweet spot, right? When you're starting to feel those kind of self-deprecating feelings and Mm -hmm. then that voice inside of your head, that negative self-talk becomes so incredibly loud and it's everywhere you look. And I, for me, it was every time I saw myself like in a mirror or a reflection, that voice would click in. Um, it wasn't so much when I was just like, you know, out doing things, but if I saw myself, it was like a chance to attack that person that I was Mm. seeing because somewhere inside of me, I knew that it wasn't who I was before, but it wasn't, like I said, that, that was, that was the enemy sweet spot for me. It just like Mm. took over and had, had its way with my mind. And it was, it was, it was rough. That was that was the number one thing that was a switch for me was learning to turn off that voice, that negative self-talk. And it took going to a mom's conference. Like this is not like a long time ago. This is like earlier this year Yeah. um, that I went to a mom's conference and they, there was a speaker there and she said something that just super resonated with me and, and, kind of piggybacked on another thing I had learned at a, a personal growth conference in November. And it just, it, it's made a huge difference over even the last, you know, six, seven months. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Yeah. It's a process for sure. And sounds like one thing has built on the next to get you to where you are now. And I think that's, yeah the reality for so many of us we don't know everything all at once (laughs) we want to right (laughs) (laughs) yes kind of why I think they call it you know like personal development is not a a pill you can take it's you know it's not like the the aspirin for the headache it's it's a journey like it usually comes in that three word phrase like it's a personal development journey so that you can take the ride and find the different paths to to just being your best self and it doesn't mean that the person who's your best self today is going to be the same as tomorrow in fact it shouldn't be right, right. like right. you should be striving for the the better tomorrow but that doesn't mean that you can't do things today that just really help along that journey so yeah. Yeah, for me, it was, I did an exercise, like I said, at a conference back in November, it was something called the Dickens process. I don't know if you've ever heard this. Mm, Um, It sounds familiar. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's based, this is, I'm going to maybe sound like a crazy person now, but, (laughs) 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 Um, but so it's based on like Charles Dickens, like uh, Christmas Carol, right? Where you go through um, and see your life if certain things don't change and and mm. that whole that whole idea if you know that story right yeah yeah so the Dickens process is a a meditation that you do where you you choose like a limiting belief or a truth about yourself that's negative and you take a look at your life 
you know, a year down the road, five years, 10 years, 20 years with nothing changing. And our minds are so powerful. So if you're, if you're doing this, like you see some just brokenness and ugliness and just like the worst thing you can possibly imagine if this negative belief remains true. Mm. The beautiful thing is on the other side of this meditation, you get to change that narrative like right now. So what if I stop believing that? And I believe, you know, the replacement, the powerful, the positive thing instead, what does my life look like as Mm. you go down that same future path? And it is like the most emotional thing I've ever experienced. Um, and I'll tell you my, my limiting belief was that I, I am destined to be like this ugly, overweight, like just unhealthy person. Um, Mm -hmm. that's something that I just believed about myself because of how different my body and my being is to what it was, you know, before I had kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and So I went down this journey and that was like what my negative self-talk always was. It was just attacking my physical, you know, appearance. Every time I saw that mirror, it was, Mm -hmm. it was, I was mean to myself. Like I was so mean. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Things I would never think or say about another woman. I would just like unleash on myself totally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after going through this process back in November, it became more painful to think those negative thoughts um, than it was to believe, you know, the the bad for the future, mm. if that makes sense. Mm, like, totally. I could no longer say the negative things because I felt that pain that I had felt of if nothing changed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of started that whole, I'm not going to think negatively about myself. And then I went to that mom's conference in February. And what the gal said on stage was, she, she it was an exercise. She said, I want you all to go and get a picture of yourself when you're like two or three years old. And I want you to put it up on your mirror. And I don't know if you've heard this before. So she said, put it up on your mirror. She's like, and think about like all those negative things that you want to say about yourself. You're saying them to that little girl. Mm-hmm. Would you ever say those things to your daughter? Like, would you ever say those things to your child? You wouldn't, but you are every yeah. single time. And it's that little girl that's living inside of you. And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs a picture of themselves. Yeah. because you wouldn't say those things to that little girl you know you would never want to destroy her heart and her spirit like that Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it's gonna make me emotional yeah no (laughs) that's okay yeah it's like it's those little things that just can they they seem so small but they make such a huge shift in your ability to just See yourself as a more whole person and not let the negative stuff and the noise kind of break you down daily, which is what I think so many women and so many moms struggle with because you don't realize that it's happening and it's happening like little bits at a time, but mm-hmm. over even a month or a year, like, oh, it, it breaks people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, I love that. Feel like that. <laughs> I know it is. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And so often we can see that we can see other people's pain Mm. and have compassion for other people, but it's so hard to have compassion, that same compassion for our own selves. Right. Mm -hmm. No, we always put ourselves last. 
Yeah. Always. And I think that's one of the other things that I heard, you know, through this journey is, you know, you hear it on airplanes all the time. Like you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else. Like so true just in anything. Like we spend so much time pouring our energy into our kids and our partners and our jobs and all these other things. And you get to the end of the day and it's like, well, what about me? Well, maybe tomorrow and you just keep putting it off. But every time you do that, you're just opening that door even more to all of that junk to come in and, and give you every excuse not to take care of yourself and to, to live in that hole and in that depression. Um, And I just, I don't want anybody to, if I, if I can create a space where people feel like that, validation or that me too or that Mm. that just you're not alone in this and maybe they take a step forward to open up about it like that's the most important thing that they could do is to just have a, a point to relate to and then start to maybe dig a little bit deeper and yearn for a little bit more and get a little bit more connected and then maybe mm. come to an event and hang out with some people you know we see it on our page already like we're, we're doing some fun stuff right now and um one of the giveaways said who are you gonna who are you gonna hang out with for your for your mom's night out if you win the prize and we've had probably four or five comments where women are just like, I don't have any friends, so I'm just going to bring my mom. And it's like, great, bring your mom. That's great. But I hate seeing that, that I don't mm-hmm. have any friends because I want, I truly mean it when I say like, no, well, we're your friends. Like we're your village. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, I love that. <laughs> I've, I've been emotional too. So you're making me emotional right now. I'm sorry. I know you just <laughs> your daughter into college and here I am just like, <laughs> no, it's amazing. I love it. I'm just a little more tender than normal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so true. And it's making me feel emotional. I think because it is, it is so sad mm. to see women who are not connected and who really truly believe that they are alone and there's something wrong with them for feeling the way that they feel or for struggling it is it is it's very sad and I think I think we probably are both so passionate about it because we've both been there it seems like yeah I think when I think when you live it and, and, and everybody has lived a part of it, like, and some way worse than what I could ever imagine. Like, I don't pretend that my pain is any more or any less than anybody else's, you know, but um, I think when you start on a, a path of getting through it or being a little bit more eyes open to it, I guess, for a lack of a better term, like your eyes yeah. are kind of open to what's going on and, and, and doing something about it then you look out and you can see it so clearly in other people and and you just you know the pain that you're living in and you can't imagine for a second like wishing that or wanting that on anybody else Mm -hmm. so if I if I'm working on fixing it for myself and I learn tools and tricks and and it's something that I can share with other people like I'm going to because Mm -hmm. that's how that's how it changed me you know somebody or not changed me, but it, it helped me because yeah. somebody suggested something and I actually, you know, for whatever reason, 
you know, listened to the podcast or read the book or whatever, went to the conference, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, but it was what I needed. And so I'm going to keep talking because I'm hoping that it's what somebody else needs. Yeah. Um, And maybe they'll listen to it. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you for talking. Thank (laughs) you for sharing. Thank you for, for taking bold steps to start this blog and create the community that you're creating so well it's it's really funny I've always been a person who thrives on certainty and things that make sense Mm -hmm. Um, and you 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 cannot grow like if you are only like living for certainty so for me this truly is my first big in a long time like in this in this season of my life, this is my first big bold step into uncertainty, mm-hmm. which is where you get so much more fruit <laughs> because you're, you're just open to things happening. Um, your, your whole, yeah, everything, your whole being is just open to all of this great stuff to come in when you open yourself up to uncertainty. Um, mm. and if you have a goal in mind, but you're just like, all right, throw it out there. Like, let's see how this happens. Like you kind of end up with what's happening right now for, for no co moms blog. Like I, I am astounded by the response. I really am. And like I said, now I feel this huge responsibility not to let anybody down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Oh, geez. We're going to have to talk more about this. I think. (laughs) Like I said, I'm still working on a lot of things. (laughs) We all are though. That's the thing we should be at least. Oh yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. It's so true. Like you get one thing down and then there's something else that pops up because you're ready. That's what I tell people all the time. Like you, it's kind of like a good thing. I know it feels crappy a lot of the time, but it's really a good thing because it says how much you've grown and it says how far you've come because now you're ready to deal with this next thing, which is really awesome. And a lot of people I think feel defeated by that. And it's easy to feel defeated like oh great here's the next thing I have to deal with (laughs) because it's so much easier just to stop and walk away Mm. like I I remember so going way back to when I went down for my audition for Disney I remember this like I it was a situation where the the opportunity came up really really quickly um so I was newly 18 years old and I was like I had to fly down to Florida get into a cab, get to the hotel, check in all these things by myself. So mm-hmm. I had flown on a plane before by myself, but I was like meeting family on the other side who took yeah. everything else. But for me, I was 18 and I had to do all this stuff on my own. And then I had to get myself to the audition by myself and, and, you know, X, Y, Z. So I, I got down there, I got in the cab, I got to the hotel and I was sitting on the hotel bed and I have a horrible memory, but I vividly remember this moment where I was sitting on that bed and I was like, if I didn't go to that audition, like nobody would know. I could just tell everybody like, you know, it's all, oh, you know, they didn't pick me. You know, there was hundreds of people, of course, always auditioning for Disney. Like, why would they pick me? And I, I literally almost did not go because I had done so so quickly it happened convinced myself how easy it would be to not put myself up for rejection you know like not Mm. not go and do the hard thing and 
for whatever reason, for the first time, that was truly the first time in my life I did the brave thing and I actually went and I got hired on the spot. So I didn't have to sell anybody. I got rejected. And so it worked out, but um, <laughs> I think having that experience in my past has helped remind me that you have a choice every time you're getting ready to do something and mm -hmm. the easy way out is to just stop and walk away. The more difficult thing is to actually try it, but the reward is always in trying, even when you don't get it. There's mm. always a lesson. There's always a reward there. But yeah. the other side, it just comes with like more shame and guilt that you're going to carry around. True. Yeah, that is so true. So huge. Yeah. Growth is not easy mm -mm. for sure. And yeah. yeah. So I, my mind's going in like five different directions right now. And the first one is, is now I think we all want to know what your job was at Disney. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I kind of gave it away with auditioning, but uh, so I was a character performer um, at Disney. I was friends with Alice in Wonderland. So yeah. I, was, oh. I was a face character. I also was super excited and had a lot of fun playing the chipmunks. I was, that was my, my fur character height was Chip and Dale. Oh, and that's awesome. Dang, did I ever love that? It was hot. It was hot as all yeah. get out, but I, I loved it because it was so much fun and they could get away with everything. But yeah, I didn't even like Alice in Wonderland before I started working for Disney. And I, yeah, I just totally fell in love with that character. It was so much fun. This is so awesome. Yeah. Oh, now we need to see pictures of you. <laughs> they're, they're hiding in the in the archives of the Facebook if you want to go dive into that. Ooh, <laughs> we're all going to stalk your Facebook there. page yeah. now. <laughs> I'll have to make my profile pictures like public so if anybody wants yeah. to see. <laughs> it is so true. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think. I think that it's easier for people to stay comfortable, but being comfortable is never really uh, a happy place to be. I think that's a place of turmoil and conflict a lot of times because people know they're capable of more. They know they want more. I think we're wired to want growth, but we're also wired to keep ourselves safe. And so a lot of times the safety peace takes over hundred mm -hmm. percent mm. I know that all too well like I said certainty was what drove me <laughs> and it's yeah. still like if I'm honest it's still what drives me it is it it is a choice every single day especially leading up to launching this you know no code mama's blog which we launch next week like I <laughs> I am so just driven by like well what if I went and got a real job <laughs> <laughs> what if I just went and applied over here to have a real job and what if, what if I didn't edit all of these submissions for our first, <laughs> right. first round like eh, it's okay but I it's it's a choice every single day when I wake up it's like okay I have to make the list and what am I going to do now because none of it comes naturally to me mm. like I so I don't have any experience I told I don't know if you were with the group that I stood up and I told everybody I was like I am highly unqualified to be in this, in this space that I'm in but I'll tell you what, I have a heart for this and we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah. Yes. I was there. And I love that actually, because you're real. And I think that's, what's so important really for leadership that's yeah. sustainable and successful in the long run. Like this, this 
blog will withstand the test of time because it is authentic and because you are real. I think that's huge. So I love that. It's funny. I'm definitely stepping outside of my comfort zone in things that we're just kind of posting as a lot of it, it, like I said, is kind of a spiller because we don't have content or a site that's live yet. Yeah. But what I've noticed in what I've done, because I'm very, I'm being very intentional about the creating a come as you are. Like, I don't care what your background is. I don't care like how you call yourself mom, like whatever it is, like you're welcome here. And I truly, truly, truly mean that when I say Mm -hmm. it, it's not fluff. It's not anything. Um, so with, with that idea in mind, I've, I've really stepped out of my comfort zone in some of the personal things I've shared, um, you know, on the page as no co moms blog, but I think it's important because of the journey that I've been through and how alone I felt and how there was no way anybody else was going through X, Y, Z. Yeah. that if I, if I'm doing, you know, like if I'm in counseling right now and I needed a, a session to just kind of work through some stuff in my life, like, and then I went and had wine with a girlfriend after, which is like another counseling session, but you know, you right. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to share the, the, you know, vulnerable kind of not so pretty truth with the, you know, but I'm, but I'm still trying to crave connection just like everybody yeah. else. You can get it in all kinds of different places. It's just about being intentional and, and actually making the time to do it. And as yeah. you know, as a therapist yourself, like that's hopefully what what you know you're you're adding that kind of value to somebody. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I loved that post. I was like, woohoo, go counseling. <laughs> <laughs> but. I do think it's interesting because I have so many women, amazing clients that I would totally be friends with if I wasn't their therapist, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) we have this like notion of if you go to therapy, like there's something really, really, really wrong, which gosh, I think we all go through seasons and it doesn't have to be something super, super wrong or huge to, we, we need different kinds of support all throughout the journey. So I love that. I loved your post. <laughs> I, I almost, it was one of those that I was like, oh, 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 do, I, do, I, do I hit publish? What do I do with this? But then I was like, you know what? Know. Maybe it was the wine I had drank. Maybe <laughs> something gave me a little extra bravery to do it. But ultimately it was like, no, this is, <laughs> this is what's going on right now. And I think like if I'm, if I'm staying true to like what my, you know, I wrote the mission statement and the vision statement for the page. So if I'm going to stick to that, then that means that I have to get a little uncomfortable, um, you know, for the sake of maybe somebody else seeing it and saying like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. Like this is normal. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I love that. Oh, it's the journey of vulnerability, like the journey of continuing to open ourselves up. And I, I get, I laugh so hard because I get that same exact feeling all the time when I, (laughs) when I post things, (laughs) just, I posted the other day about Logan saying he wanted to kiss the toilet seat instead of go back to school. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't (laughs) post that. Is it going to offend someone? Like, that's always the first thing that goes through my mind. 
And then I'm like, no, this is our life. This is. <laughs> well, and like on my, so on my personal page the other day, like, it's so funny. Like the things that you say to like a toddler, especially <laughs> like you would not say to another adult. And like, I, for me, like I'm, a, I'm a super modest person. So like talking about like, you know, poop or I don't even know if I can say that on here. But yes. Like, yes. But, feel free. So, so talking. <laughs> Talking about like, you know, the way that I talk to my son about if he has a dirty diaper, like I would yeah. never say these things in real life, in my real life. But it was so funny the other day, he comes up behind me after I had like done a diaper check on him and he just comes up behind me and he starts patting my butt and he goes, mama, did you poop? Mama, did you need to change your diaper? And then he, he lifts up my shirt from behind. He goes, let me see. And I was like, okay, this is too funny not to share. Like it's yeah. too it's too funny because maybe maybe it was just something I found hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I think we all go through those things in our own home. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. Oh, so good. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. I had a very traumatic like experience when I was in college at a bar with a girlfriend like horrendously embarrassing me by saying that like I had to go to the bathroom while I was talking to a guy Oh, <laughs> I wasn't like you know interested in him but she thought she, that I needed rescuing so she can't comes up and she's hilarious I I love her we've worked through this issue <laughs> <laughs> you're so friendly <laughs> she says this mortifying thing which is so her to say but for like little old modest me I was like <gasps> so embarrassed and I was so <laughs> angry at her for weeks. I was like, how could you do this to me? Like, let alone, I don't even care about this guy. Like, whatever yeah. thinks about me, but how dare she bring up the bathroom when I'm talking to somebody in public? I was, yeah, so I've grown a lot becoming so a mom. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, look at your growth. That's amazing. <laughs> about it and you better believe she was one of the first people to give me a laughing emoji on my face. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. That's awesome. I think we all need a friend like that really. I, seriously, I highly recommend everybody have a friend like her. She is, yeah. I hope she hears this and knows exactly who I'm talking about because she, <laughs> she is exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> oh I have a friend that brought me out of my shell. I think we're really similar in the uh, probably modestness, quietness when I was growing up for sure. And I've come a long way also, but she used to talk about bodily func functions and made me howl at the moon in her car, like convertible when I, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm so thankful for her. Right? Yeah. All of the things. All of the I would not be so brave if it were not for her. <laughs> she probably doesn't even know how much she's impacted me. I should tell her. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, I guess I could just keep talking for a long time, but I feel like <laughs> we're getting, I know, I know. There's so much goodness though. So now, so you decided to, let's, sorry, I'm going to bring us back to your story yeah. a little bit. <laughs> no, we're going to have to go to coffee or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. So you, um, you heard about the blog and, and then, I mean, how long was it until you decided to launch it and move forward? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I had my, I kind of told you about my girlfriend who was a writer for the site I knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, I had her connect me with the site owner in Arizona in um, March of this year. So March of 18. Um, she, it's, this is like where I'm going to fangirl for a second, but she recommended, um, well, she gave me all this great information about the site. And then while we were chatting, she told me to listen to this podcast and read this book. So I think, you know, what book I'm talking about, cause I'm kind of obsessed, but <laughs> um, anyway, so I did, I listened to this podcast. I read this book from this author. I had no idea who she was. Um, and I was, it was like, I'm not a reader at all. Um, I listen to books on Audible, but I do not sit down and read books. So I downloaded it on Audible, and in two days, I finished this book. And it was everything that I needed to hear, like, right in those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out she was having a conference in, like, literally two weeks from, like, the date I finished reading the book. And in my mind, I set, like, I'm all about manifestation. So I was like, I'm going to go to this conference. I'm going to have a VIP ticket and it's happening in two weeks, but I am going to have, you know, my $900 or whatever it was going to cost me. And I was going to make it happen. Yeah. In the middle of that, my, um, my grandma passed away. Mm. So like during this like two week stretch in between, she kind of went really downhill and we, um, had made plans to all fly up like as a family to where she was in Washington state. Um, and that meant like, I was going to leave like a day or something before the conference to go see her. Well, she ended up passing before any of that could happen. Um, which was super, super sad, but in that it kind of was like my excuse to not go to this conference that I was super excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of a sudden I didn't have that excuse anymore. Um, and I had already, like I said, I was manifesting this idea. And so I was already like had the money pretty much accumulated and was, you know, had my husband talked into me having a weekend away by myself, like for, for him to kind of rearrange his schedule and do all the things. And I, I did, I got there and I, um, it was, it was such a good conference (laughs) of just like, kind of putting in perspective all of like the dreams and the goals and the you can do this even though you don't feel equipped to do it like it doesn't matter just if it's that big of a passion on your heart then you've got to you've got to follow it Hmm. Um, and again I did a similar meditation where it's like pick a word for yourself and it was like blinking lights in front of me saying connector and it's Mm -hmm. like okay Kim like pay attention Um, so I got home and I interviewed with city moms and went through their whole process and signed my paperwork like end of April. And here we are August and we're launching this dang thing. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I probably took a little bit longer than most site owners do to launch, um, launch their sites, but it's, it's a lot to put together. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. I gave myself the, the, the time that I needed uh, yeah. totally. <laughs> to, to, to really create something. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for it. So, so there's two thing, themes that I'm hearing, and then we'll, I'll move on to asking my questions. But yeah. it seems like I just love, love, love that you, number one, you listened. Like you took the time to listen. And I think that's a huge piece that we miss all the time is mm-hmm. uh, taking the time 
to listen, to even get that message of connector. We just go through the motions of life, one thing after another, and it's so yep. busy and so crazy and chaotic that we we don't hear the messages that we need to be hearing. Well, I think too, we expect to hear it in the same way that other people hear those messages or that voice or whatever you want to call it, whether it's God or the universe or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. you know, that some, you, you've seen the experience through somebody else's like eyes and the way that they did it. So the expectation yeah. is, well, until I hear it that way, then I'll know. And I went through a study um, that I did last uh, late last year, a Bible study that was um, discerning the voice of God. <laughs> and for me, like I have so many people around me who can like audibly hear from God mm-hmm. and I never have, but I've always gotten these little, like, I don't know if I called them coincidences or just like little like nudges or, you know, yeah. um, of like, oh man, no, you got to do it. And like stirrings in your heart. And I never like gave, gave those the credit that they were of just, Hmm. listen hello yeah here it is (laughs) go Go. totally and so once I went through that and I stopped giving myself an excuse of until I hear it the way so-and-so heard it Mm -hmm. like have that experience then I'll know it's like no it's so individualized you just have to open your eyes and and look and listen yeah you'll hear it in your way the way it's meant for you I love that. We all have our own journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other one is the, is uh, surrender. So surrendering to what it is you hear, which is huge. And it's scary oh, as heck a lot of the times. Yeah. <laughs> but it means you're setting yourself up for vulnerability. It means yeah. you're setting yourself up for uncertainty. And those are things that do not for me at least, like that, that does not, that's not a floppy disk that my brain likes in that computer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw it way back. I don't know why that came into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know. I still say book on tape right. and everybody looks at me like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> listen, okay. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Okay. So my first question that I'll have you answer is, uh, what do you think has been the most vital to your growth? Mm, The most vital to my growth. (laughs) I think, I think the most vital thing out, you know, I want to say like, it's, oh, going and like seeking out personal development, but it's, it's really allowing other people to help you know and and carry some of that weight because you can't do it by yourself and you you might be doing all of these things to to effectively try and grow and stand taller and stand stronger into who you're meant to be but if you're carrying everything on your own like just put that picture in your mind, like you're trying to stand up tall, but you're we- wearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. You cannot stand up straight, you know, mm, Yeah. So asking for help and having some people unloading some of that weight or just like having a conversation and recognizing like, okay, this is not just me. This is, this is other people who are seeking the same thing. You know, it's that, that's been vital, vital, vital to my growth. 
because yeah. you can't you can't do it by yourself. I don't care how hard you try, you can't. <laughs> so true. That's such a huge realization to yeah. come to. Mm-hmm. And it does not come easy for me. I do. I am I am the giver of all the help in the world, but don't mm. you dare try and help me because I don't want to be a well, I don't want to be a burden. You know, like oh totally. I, I don't want to. It's not like a. It's not anything more than I just do not want to burden anybody with mm. my stuff. But the thing is, like, people people want to be there for each other. Like, nobody wants to really be alone. And yeah. Like, how dare I, you know, only be showing up for one side of that relationship? Totally. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. I, I um, actually cried on my Facebook Live last night. <laughs> I'm like horrified by it. No. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. And I got a message this morning from a client actually who saw my video and said, thank you. Like, I respect you so much more. And it was so helpful for me to see you vulnerable like that. And I was like, ah, oh, thank you. And so, I love those confirmations that we get yeah. sometimes too, that mm -hmm. we're doing the right thing. And even though it's so scary and it's so hard yeah. that other people need, need that. They do. Mm -hmm. They need to, they need to see that, you know, just because they see what you're doing and assign a, a, um, uh, what's the, sorry, I'm horrible coming up with the words I need. <laughs> They, they see what you're doing and they assign the type of person that's capable of that, you know, in their mind. And immediately when they do that, they're also telling themselves that I am not that, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's this total, you know, two sides of an opposite coin. <laughs> it's just, it's, they, they don't come together at all in people's minds. But the fact is, it's like, no, like you've got your stuff. I've got my stuff just because I happen to be behind this thing that's, you know, growing like crazy and hopefully is going to impact people. Doesn't mean that I need every word that you guys have written down in these posts. And I have the, the benefit of getting to read them first, but mm. um, you know, I'm as much of a subscriber to all of it as I am the owner of it. If mm. you, will, you know, I love that though. That's what makes you so awesome. Mm. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But. Yes, own it, girl. Yes, I, I am I awesome. Gotta I gotta own it. See, I'm not. <laughs> You're seeing my colors. You're seeing my true colors. No, <laughs> you know, no, that's but what you I'm are. Working, working on owning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. I'm glad because you deserve to. Oh, mm -hmm. well, thank you. I yeah. I received that. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> All right. So the second question is, what do you want to make sure that people know? I want to make sure that people know that this is not like a novelty thing. Um, this is not a exclusive club, <laughs> you know, like, that you know you might see our contributor team out doing things together but that's because i believe in just pouring into other people so that you know if we're giving you the responsibility of writing our content you need to be poured into as well you know and and i i feel a responsibility to do that but i don't ever want it to come off as like this is this exclusive club that you don't have access to like we are all moms first you're, well we're all ourselves first and then mom and then spouse or partner or 
you know, daughter, whatever it is, like we Mm -hmm. all are all of these things and out doing real life all the time with each other and other people. And we, we want all of, all of everybody to be a part of it because it's so important to have community and it's so important to not, not do motherhood or life alone. Um, And so I just, it's really important for me to make sure that people know that that is, that is our heart. Um, And that just because you might see us doing some stuff together doesn't mean that we're not out there planning the next big thing we can do for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. I hope that doesn't. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that I, I think that's huge because I do think yeah, I mean, to know this is a community for everyone. That is so, so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we have to, we have to pour into our own selves too. And part of that is so that we can give good content right. and be in a place where we can up, uplift other people. So I think the biggest thing, so the conference I went to in April was called Rise and the author just did a movie and I went and saw it Mm -hmm. with some of our team and it was so cool to just relive some of those moments. But still one of the biggest takeaways I I have from that is, you know, as women, we want to be pouring into others, but we have this tendency like, okay, sorry, I have to back up a second. Like think of yourself as a vase and you're standing tall and you have all of this like stuff that's flooding down into you, the good, the love, the ability you have to give back to people or, you know, whatever it is, all the good stuff is pouring into you. And as women, we have this tendency as a standing vase to lean over so that we can pour in to other people. But what happens when you do that is eventually like the vase is going to tip so far over, it's going to fall and it's going to break right Mm -hmm. all over. Mm -hmm. And your ability to pour into everybody is, is done. (laughs) It's broken on the floor. And to me, that's the place I got to, you know, just shy of a year ago that Mm -hmm. I was broken on the floor. But if you stop trying to tilt over to pour into other people and you just stand tall and you let the vase fill up, what's going to happen? It's going to overflow out the top and it's just going to continue to pour out of that. Like when she made that illustration at that conference it was like this I was bawling my eyes out because for me it was putting into words everything like so simply everything that happened to get me to the broken place Mm -hmm. and now to put myself back together it's the reminder of what I need to do and how I need to remain standing so that I don't break again yeah that's an amazing analogy. Yes, I love it. It's not mine. That's all our Hollis. That is, yeah. That is all her. <laughs> so awesome. So, yeah. Okay, so give us all a rundown. Give everyone, all the listeners, a rundown on how to connect with you and how to connect with the NoCo Moms blog. Yeah, so for me on social media, I am at KT Takes. CO on everything. So it's, it's my maiden name is Titus. So it's supposed to be Kim Titus, KT takes T A K E S and CO for Colorado. I've changed it to every state that I've moved to, but it's nice. sticking to CO um, for right now. So that's where I am on, on my personal stuff, but for the blog, which is more, more important and more just ways to connect with all of us is um, at NoCo Moms blog 
on everything. And our website's going to be uh, nocomomsblog.com. So awesome. we got lucky. Nobody took all of our, <laughs> nobody took all of our uh, desired usernames for everything. So. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. More confirmation that it was meant to be, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we launch on um, August 22nd. That's this coming Wednesday. I can't believe it. So um, but we're going to be putting out content um, every weekday. So you'll see fresh new stuff from us all the time. And I'm working my butt off to plan some events so we can get out and hang out with everybody. But just give me, give me a little patience. <laughs> we'll make it happen for sure. But I'm, I'm really excited for everything that's coming up. And if you follow NoCo Moms blog on every platform, then you'll be the first to know about all the stuff that we're going to do. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yes, such a great community of women. Everybody needs to get involved in it. And if you're not local to Northern Colorado, there are lots of other organizations or sister sites in, in other states. So hop onto their website and find one in your area if you're not in Northern Colorado. So well, awesome. Give us a follow if you're not in Northern Colorado, because the content we're putting out is for, it's not even just for moms, like it's for women. We're going to have some yeah. mom specific stuff, but a lot of it is just like, man, being a, being a girl and woman is tough. That's <laughs> so true. Let's, let's talk about it or let's laugh about it or whatever it is. So yes. yeah, we're, we're happy to have you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yeah, you definitely have to follow, but if you want to do like the in-person things, right. there Find are community resources and everything. Just go to citymomsblog.com and uh, go to sister sites and they have them listed by state. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. All right. And I'll have links in the show notes to make it easier for everybody to, to get connected. Yeah. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait. I can't wait going to be amazing. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for being brave and being vulnerable and being you and, and giving us the real insight on your journey and where you've been, because I've been I think it's, but yeah, it's totally every little bit of it has shaped, shaped me to how I am and gotten me to where I am at this point. So I just feel so honored that you asked me to come on here because I told you this before. It's like, I listen to podcasts all the time. So the fact that somebody wanted me to like talk on one, I was like, no, what? <laughs> oh, well, get used to it, girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. But <laughs> I'm like, no. like oh. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> I think we all are guilty of that. We all, I can tell you before I finally sent off my first uh, article submission, I was like, oh my gosh, is this terrible? I had Aubrey read it. I'm like, Aubrey, is this terrible? <laughs> no, mm -mm. no if you're in it, it's not terrible. Yes, but I think it's easy. There's another thing that we get trapped into is that mm -hmm. self-doubt and yep. all of those things. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll have to have you back on here, I think. <laughs> yeah, when I'm not sweating in my car. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much and head on over get connected at the blog yes Yay. i'm so excited all right wasn't that wonderful i feel like i could just chat with kim all day <laughs> 
her heart and authenticity radiate from her and you can tell how much she really loves and believes in growth and helping moms. I totally agree with her that we need to be connected and create a community for ourselves. Thank you, Kim, for pouring into all of us and sharing your truth. I really encourage you to get connected with Kim and the crew that are a part of Northern Colorado Moms Blog. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on the website. And all of those links are in the show notes. But really, I think if you look for Northern Colorado Moms Blog, you're going to find it in all of those spaces. So thank you for joining us on this episode. I hope it encouraged you and lifted you up today. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth. Grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.